0: Megan Hicks of I Run Far and with Zach Miller, it's the day after the 2022 UTMB and you took fifth place. Congratulations, Zach. Thanks, Megan. How are you doing? How are you feeling?
1: Uh, I'm good. The usual post-race soreness, <laughs> um, walking a little funny, but overall pretty good.
0: We just had the award ceremony and you took the stairs up to the stage Better than some people, but worse than others. So I'd say you're looking okay.
1: Yeah, that's good to know. The down the down was probably pretty pretty bad though. I was probably maybe bottom of the pile. Aww. Do
0: you feel good about this performance? It's been a long journey back to health and back to fitness and back to Yeah, back to UTMB for you.
1: Uh yeah, no, I do feel good about it. It's been since two thousand nineteen that I was here. It's been since two thousand and 17 since I've finished here uh, and not DNF because two finishes, two DNFs. Um, So yeah, it feels good and not just to finish and be back from injury, but to have a performance that I'm actually quite pleased with. Uh.
0: It's hard to summarize sort of the backstory to your starting line because you've had surgery, you've had a comeback, and then sort of some niggles that have like I don't know if hindered progress or mediated progress a little bit, but can you give us sort of, yeah, some sort of, I don't know, summary of, of your injury and journey back to health again?
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, basically I just had a lot of problems with my, my feet. My, I I guess it kind of started with my right foot probably way back in like 2018. Um, I had a plantar fasciitis issue and then that eventually healed. Um, like I had that issue back at UTMB that year, and then wow. then that he, that he, then while I still had that, I got an issue in my left foot, uh, and eventually the plantar fasciitis healed on the right, and then the left foot was bad, and hmm. it took forever to figure out like exactly what was going on. Um, but long story short, I during the pandemic, I in 2020, so like two years later, I went home to PA and saw. A new, new surgeon and got some new imaging hmm. and my surgeon determined that there was a sizable Haglund's deformity on my heel and that was the only real big thing on okay. the oh. MRI that he could I mean they can find a million things <laughs> in there but like that was like the glaring thing got it. Uh, that he could find in there so yeah we so he said like let's take that out and I don't know if it will fix all of your issues because I had That's why it was tricky because I had pain in multiple areas of my foot. Like I had Haglund's pain, but I also had like weird side foot pain that shot up like towards my toes Mm. along the outside of my foot, like underneath, but outside side. Um, So yeah, it was sort of a bit of a roll of the dice. Like we can take this off. It may help. It may not help. Like seems like it should help there'll be like it won't be a giant piece of bone sticking in your achilles tendon anymore Um,
0: theoretically that'll help
1: (laughs) but that's like that's what we did december it was like december 1st or 2nd of 2020. actually i just got a text um after this race from uh from sarah bard uh and she was like it just it said it said remember to remember two winters ago and I just like kind of like I hadn't and I was kind of like, that's kind of a weird text. And I was like, because it came right after I like after the race. And uh-huh. I was like, I was like, oh, yeah, because like, that's when, she, you had surgery. That's when I had surgery. Aww. And uh, it was just kind of like a really rough time for me. Uh, I was nowhere cl- close to being able to do a UTMB at that point. Um, and so it was like a nice little reminder to be Aww. like, oh, yeah, we've come a long way.
0: We've come a long way. Um, what has it, uh, I don't know what the right way to ask this question without being too leading. Have you been trying to, like, has the ultimate goal been to get to UTMB or, um, is it getting back to competitive starting lines at all? Or is it just getting back to like where you feel like a version of yourself again? What, what's kept you going for
1: all this time? I mean, I think... Yeah, I mean, UTMB has remained a goal. Okay. Um, you know, I, I've I've wanted to get back here. Um, but it's not just. I mean, I just I wanted I wanted to run without pain in my foot anymore. Okay. Like I spent like That's several such a fair thing to say. Yeah, I just <laughs> spent several years where I would, I would like wake up in the morning and the first step out of bed it would just hurt, and then I would like go on a run and I was, like I almost like I love running but I almost wouldn't want to start running because I knew that like the first few steps were going to hurt and Mm -hmm. then some days like the whole run would kind of hurt you know and so it's just like the thing that usually brought me a lot of like release and joy brought me a lot of pain instead Mm -hmm. and so like running just isn't very fun when it's Oh, it, it, it's it's good when it's voluntarily painful, self-induced <laughs> pain. Like that's what you do. AKA is.
0: yesterday afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yesterday, like the
1: last ten miles. But like, or, and it starts before that. But uh, <laughs> like, when just like every run is painful, that's just like John John Alb my North Face teammate John Albin, like had the same thing. We talked about it earlier this year. He had a really stubborn injury for a while, and he was mm-hmm. like, running just wasn't fun anymore like I was training, but I was basically just like, he was just like cycling and things and then like running just to do workouts. And it wasn't fun cause it just hurt, hurt you know? And that's where I was like, it's just running was painful. And I really just, like, I wanted to get back to doing what I love without the pain. Um, and yeah, and wanted to get back to UTMB, wanted to get back to competing, and you know, being at that level of, you know, where I had left off. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't just, like, one race motivating me. I think it was more just, like, this is what I want to do, and I don't know. I don't, I don't think I really thought about it that much. I was just like, I want to do this, so I'm going to try and make it work. I feel like we've said, we as a sport
0: have said year over year that this race continues to be the most competitive, like, long trail ultra out there you know we probably said it in 2017 in 2018 mm-hmm. and 2019 and of course we said it again this year did what did that feel like after kind of like a hiatus I mean you ran ultra trail andorra mm-hmm. did I say that right trail 100 andorra yeah by UTMB, <laughs> by UTMB. <laughs> earlier this year but I mean you really like dove in by showing up at 2022 UTMB which was like all the faces of of long ultras almost all the faces of long ultras right now
1: yeah yeah i guess now that i think about it it's kind of <laughs> like yeah that was kind of a big bite you know just sort of a pa- whole pie in my yeah, mouth all yeah. at once.
0: but i mean that's a good metaphor because you do that with your food anyway so. yeah yeah I mean,
1: just maybe anything really <laughs> but um yeah i yeah i think i didn't like overthink that part of it too okay. much um i I think going into Andorra, I was probably actually I was maybe a little more mm. uneasy about it because that was my first ultra since surgery. Um, that was my first ultra, I think, since my DNF at UTMB in 2019. Wow. Um, so there, it was kind of like because in the in the in the time after surgery, there was this period of kind of like, well, do I still have it? Like, am I still good? Like am i still good at this or like am i not good but like am i still like at that level i was so Andorra was probably actually more question marks mm. uh, but then i went out and had a had a good race at Andorra and felt good and um yeah and then was able to come here and i guess i don't study the start lists too much still like i'll know like some of the names and whatnot but then like i also feel like americans do it not all Americans, but in general, we do a terrible job of being informed of like runners from around the, the world, world beyond. Yeah. yeah, beyond the U.S. <laughs> like, you know, Francois and Killian and stuff. But then it's like all these other runners from France and and Norway and all over the place, and like people. Switzerland know from the and right Austria and Germany yeah, and, and, and Japan and like, uh, yeah, and China. China. And it's like it's nuts now at UTMB. Like, yeah. you stand on that line, and there's like. There's a, the competition is fierce, and I don't even know who all the guys are, you know. And it's just like you're just running the race, and it's like, wow, there's like, this is stiff. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't really overthink it too much. I just kind of went out there, and I, I wanted to be in that lead group, and that's what I did, and I guess it worked out. How did you race this? Like, did you uh, plan some splits? Did
0: you? plan to run by feel like how'd you race
1: yeah i i feel like some guys are maybe a bit of a mad scientist when they plan out these (laughs) races and i don't feel so much that way like i mean i basically just sat down and i did a very similar strategy what i did in Andorra. i basically just sat down when i was in Andorra training for the race i did the whole course beforehand i figured out just like roughly, like when I was out there, I was like, oh, I cover generally like five miles per hour on this terrain out here. Uh, So then when I planned that race out, like for nutrition, I planned it out of like five miles per hour, Mm. um, which I think is about, um, I think that's pretty close to what I did on race day, five miles per hour. Um, And then, so when I came here, I was just like, I'm just gonna plan it out for like five miles per hour. Mm. Um, so I laid out nutrition for that, which puts you at Cormier in like 10 hours, which is like on technically on pace for 20 hours. But like if you're running 20 hours at Cormier, you're probably not finishing in 20 hours because yeah. that back half's probably going to be slower. Um, but that's what I planned out. I was like, I'm going to do nutrition for five miles per hour. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try and that will give me like a conservative. That will put me in the ballpark of a time that could win but it will also put me in like a like conservative enough measure that if that's the calories i'm carrying like like i'll basically have enough like if i'm going faster i'll have more than enough if i'm going like a little slower i'll still generally have enough so like i'm safe calories wise and that's kind of how i planned it out and then i just wanted to get in that like i i never know how fast guys are going to go out i didn't want to be the one pushing the pace I wanted to go ideally I wanted to go in the lead group and go as easy as I could like in that lead group. Got so it. not do anything to really make that lead group go any faster. Um <laughs> then they were already gonna go. Yeah, but yeah. if I could stay there and ideally I wanted to be comfortable, um I'll admit I wasn't super comfortable hmm. in that group. Like I was working a bit to okay. stay in there. Um but I was able but I was able to do it. Um and yeah, that was just kind of, like, just get in there, put yourself in position, and then see what happens. That was kind of my strategy.
0: Get in there, put yourself in position, and try to, like, keep your keep things
1: together as long as possible. <laughs> yeah, I guess, and just see how you feel. Like, yeah. if you're having an amazing day, and, like, you know, you can pull away at some point, um, great. You know, if you're just kind of, like, in there hanging on, and, like making a push at the end, then, you know, yeah. then you can do that. But like, it just gives you, it gives, it gives you options. Um, I'm always like nervous to sit way back, but after, but, in, but looking from afar, I'm always like, maybe it'd be good to sit back. Like it'd be <laughs> kind of fun to sit back. Like if I could just have a freebie race where it's like, nobody cares where anybody finishes today, yeah. just try a new method. Yeah. Like it would be interesting to sit back and then work up through but like the way I I look at races and I'm like usually the the winner not every race but a lot of races the winner will come from somewhere from that lead pack. Only one, but somebody will usually come from that lead pack. Someone sticks it. Yeah, someone sticks it. So like if I'm shooting you know, if I if I would ultimately like to stick it, then I'm going to You got to be there. there. Yeah.
0: How, I mean, we interviewed Tom Evans also, and we asked him the same question, but how did the bromance partnership come about, and how did it last so dang
1: long? Uh, Probably just in the, like, lonely desperation that is the (laughs) middle of night at Cormier. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, like, that beginning pace was hot. I didn't know how hot it was, like, until Tom and I started doing the math going down to Cormier, Mm. and Tom was, like we're going to get to Kormaer in like eight hours and 40 minutes. And then we got to Kormaer in eight hours and 30 minutes. Um, And like, yeah, I think uh, it had been a pack of four, Killian, uh, Jim, me, and Tom. And when we got to the top of the pyramids after called us in, um, Jim and Killian gapped me and Tom going down the technical descent. Um, And then Tom and I ended up, we regrouped on the next climb. And then as we were approaching Cormair, we just started chatting. Um, and we were just kind of like, well, do you want to work together? And I was game and he was game. So yeah, then we just worked together. Um, and we started realizing at some point that it was anybody's race. We were like, this pace is really hot. So anybody could blow up. Mm. And if we stay steady back here, um, and somebody in front of us blows up, like we could end up in that top three. Um, and that's actually like, I didn't do, but Tom was able to do, uh, he was like, Tom was like very determined. He's like, we're getting one of us on that podium.
0: <laughs> he's like, I love that. That's yeah, fun. there
1: was actually talk, which is strange. There was actually talk of if we both got to that spot, mm. there was talk of sharing it, which would have been Tom suggested in the race. He's like, if we're at La Flor, if we get to third and we're at La Floria together, do you want to, sh- uh, what do you think about sharing it? <laughs> And I it was really like, was a romance, <laughs> and I was like, "That's not really my nature," uh, and so I was kind of like, <laughs> "I have to think about this and get back to you." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, I I kind of hesitated and didn't give him a straight answer. I think I was like, "Well, let's let's see let's see what let, like let's see what." like let's cross that bridge when we get like if we get to it like let's see how we feel if we get there or whatever um (laughs) i think you answered his question it was not yes yeah but no but then later in the race we were running we ran together for a long time i mean i think you ran together for 60k 70k well we essentially we he caught me uh shortly after notre dame and then we went up and that group of four started to form so we essentially ran together from like just after notre dame all the way to Valar scene.
0: Wow. So you ran together for over a hundred kilometers.
1: Yeah. So his, his, his proposal, his proposal like wore on me over time. And after a while it was like, and we were, it was actually just such a nice camaraderie and such a nice effort to work together. It was kind of, it did like, as much as I'm a like race to the line kind of guy, you know, Mm -hmm. and like tying Mm -hmm. is like kissing your sister. Like, um, I was like, it wore on me and I was like, well, it's like, if we did all this effort to work together to achieve something that would have been that much harder for us to do alone, it would be kind of nice to like, share it. Um, yeah. So, well, not that, but, uh, so some point in the race, I was like, you know, I was like, you know, Tom, I was like, if we do get that third, I was like, now granted, don't think i'm getting soft this is also me when i'm in the midst of a lot of pain mid-race so in that state in that in that like altered slightly compromised i was like i was like you know tom if we do get to that third um it does i didn't (laughs) i was like my usual beat around the bush kind of not so directly self Mm -hmm. and i was like if we do get that third spot it is sounding very appealing to share it. <laughs> which is also like, well, then that also means we don't have to, like, hammer each other out in the final. But he also said La Flora, which is so late. It's like, he, I'm like, he, I think he's still a competitive guy. He's going to potentially try and hammer me, mm. you know, between Valor, Seen, and La Flora. Attack like, and lo- see. Yeah. You both would have done there's that. There's a lot of, yeah. like, of com- competition that could occur between that like where we were in La Floria so um but yeah it we, we it didn't happen because I I uh I started to bonk 800 me like 800 meters before Valar scene okay um I was getting like dizzy and I said to Tom I was like I was like I'm getting like kind of dizzy and uh he was like well let me lead and you can you can follow him like you can uh tuck in behind me and so so I let him take the lead and then um He was just, he didn't need to run as slowly as I was. And he got in a minute ahead of me, which was fine. But then I had to take care of myself in the aid station and eat some food. Yeah. And I hope to close the gap, uh, catch back up and, you know, maybe work together to catch Walmsley. Um, But uh, yeah, I just, he ran really strong that last section. And I, I did, I didn't run super strong. I was able to hold my position. I tried to catch Walmsley. I got like he left La Fligia, I think a couple minutes before okay. I did, but I think it was interesting at the race because I think I think Walmsley was struggling to climb and I was struggling to descend. Yeah. So I think we were like playing this game, yep. and it just like wasn't working because like neither one of us could catch each could other. Could get a
0: big enough gap, yeah. or to catch the other, right? yeah, yeah.
1: So uh, yeah. So then I like Tom got Walmsley, which um, you know, it was. It was, uh, you know, I mean, all those guys out there are great. So it was, it was good to see Walmsley have a, you know, get get up there on the podium and have that strong finish. Um, but since, it, you know, it was also nice to see Tom get up there and get that third that we had kind of been working talking all about, yeah, to try and get. So well,
0: you achieved your goal of getting one of you.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, we got one of us on <laughs> that spot. So yeah, it was good.
0: That's a great bromance.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, and I was bummed that I got. I got dropped at Valor's I was like, oh, I wish I could stay with Tom and maybe we could, but at the same time I was like, I don't, if Tom would have stayed with me, I don't know if we would have maybe, maybe together I would have been strong enough yeah. to follow Tom up to Walmsley. Um, but that's hard to say. I think, I think Tom had a bit more in his tank um, than I did and I wouldn't have wanted him to waste that. So like, you know, everybody should empty their own tank. So uh And then whatever the order is at the finish is what it is.
0: What did it feel like crossing the line to take fifth place at UTMB in this field, like with the history that you have, you know, with this event and the long like comeback trail from surgery?
1: Yeah, I think think other years I've crossed the line at UTMB with a lot of like disappointment, like especially my first year, um, you know L- Ludo and I were first and second at Triant, and then I fell all the way to sixth which was still a good performance but I was just very kind of heartbroken um and then I think the year I was ninth it just like things didn't really go how I wanted um so this year is just like I don't know I mean I guess like it just felt good to get there with a performance that I felt good about and I knew that the guys the field was just like so strong I, I mean it, it's been strong for years but I feel like it's just like it's getting so fast like two guys under 20 hours I'm like pretty soon if you want to run UTMB you're gonna to have to show up prepared to run under 20 hours fast and deep too because yeah, like incredibly deep
0: it, you know there's no room for there's room for little bobbles yeah. but there's no room for big
1: bobbles these no days. I, I mean it's feeling like the tour de France like you know like that I think that was my thought at some point mm. it's like I mean, the crowds also help it feel like that, like saint Gervais was nuts. But yeah, it's just like, uh, it, it just feels like, I jokingly said to the North, my North Face teammates today, because we were talking about CCC and how crazy fast Petter ran that race. Mm. And I was like, it's getting so fast. I was like, it's start. I might offend some people, but I was like, it's like starting to turn into like a real sport. I was like, I'm going to be too slow after a while. Like I won't be able to hack it in here. But I mean, it's been a real sport all along, but it's just like, it's been a budding sport and a budding sport will just continue, will continue to get faster as it grows. And Popularity and like it's kind of scary to think what might happen over the not scary but it's exciting to think what might it's happen over the right? years, especially with like the like the Skyrunners Kenya project and the more you know um, diversity we're starting to see in the fields and then like this year we had like Des Linden and Molly Seidel were like hanging out out here. You know, put I was like, this is great for our sport because these guys access like a whole different realm of a whole running a group of people. right? And Molly's just like sitting in the streets of Chamonix, like video, you know, like Instagramming the yeah. start or whatever, you know. And it's like, you know, so it's just really interesting to see what might happen. But yeah, it's getting really fast out there.
0: <laughs> well, fifth place at UTMB, I'd say you're uh, I'd say you're a part of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel go- I feel good. And I'm really, I'm really happy with that performance. Um, and yeah, it can always, always shoot to improve upon it. But I'm also very happy, also very happy with the moment right now.
0: Yeah. Well done.
1: Thank you.